Welcome back, friends, to Book Matchmaker. This is Melissa Gigi. This is the podcast where books and students and readers all alike are matched with their next favorite book. Do a little book speed dating. Find the best match for you. Today I will be reviewing Jackpot by Nick Stone. It is a book that has been on my to-read list for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it. Sorry, Nick. Um, but I, I am so ashamed that I haven't delved into this one. It is amazing. So we are going to talk about um, Nick Stone, why I love this author so much, and her um, recent publication of Jackpot. So I have just finished reading Jackpot by Nick Stone. It is her third novel, her third YA novel. She has actually published a um, graphic novel for elementary school and a middle grades novel, but this is her third um, young adult novel, and it is amazing. So Nick Stone is the author of Dear Martin. It was the New York Times bestseller, which was her dream in high school. Um, which I can relate to, and it has um, changed the way that those of us teachers who want to get books in the hands of kids that look like them and that have their own experiences, it's really changed how we approach that. Um, So Dear Martin, along with The Hate You Give, has been really instrumental in this disrupting text, but um, The Odd One Out, which was her second book, and this one, Jackpot, which is her third, is really character-based. It's, um, it's a quirky story. It's a love story. It's, an, it's a look at the lives of real teens, um, and I so enjoy it. Um, so Jackpot is um, centered on a girl called Rico Donjur. Her name is spelled like danger, but pronounced Don, Donger. Um, and <laughs> from... From what I know, so I'm going to brag a little bit. So, hi, Nick. Um, Nick and I have met a couple of times. I've seen her speak um, at libraries, and I am an avid Twitter follower. But um, when I'm reading this book, all I do is I hear Nick um, talking. So I I honestly think that Rico is Nick Stone impersonated. She's finally put herself on the page because it's just so stinking funny. so Nick, uh, Rico is the, um, the ice queen, is how another character in the book um, calls her. But she's, she's got walls around her. She is a, a girl who um, grows up in a fairly well-to-do neighborhood in Georgia, in um, suburb Atlanta. And she... She has moved there because her mother wants her to go to a good school, but they scrape by. She works, her mother works, and all they can do is to pay rent and barely groceries. All of her clothes are thrifted or goodwilled or charity, um, and she has a chip on her shoulder about it. And so she thinks that she's not worthy to be friends with anybody else in the school. And I can totally relate, and I think that, you know, even as an almost 40-year-old person, I can still relate to that, but especially in high school, and I think that that's... The key to Nick Stone is that she writes these characters that are so real, and what it she puts into words what it really feels like to not feel like you're um, 
you're worthy and, and why you don't have friends. But the, the funny thing is, all the other characters in the book are so surprised at why she feels that way, because she's cool. Why wouldn't you want to be her friend? And that's what she kind of realizes through the course of the book as she falls in love with the rich guy, which I actually I actually um, am endured to um, Zan. His name is Alexander Macklin. He's the, the, um, the other half of the romance in the book. But um, there's a lot more to this book. So it, it, is, it is a story about um, money. So the basis of the story, the conflict of the story, is that um, Rico works in a, a gas station, and she sells a lottery ticket. I mean, she actually sells two lottery tickets to a little old lady. And she, um, the, the, it's Christmas Eve, and the uh, woman gives uh. her a, one of the lottery tickets as a, as a gift. And she asks her to choose. Well, she ends up choosing the wrong one because the other lottery ticket wins $100 million. And Rico is determined to find this little old lady and convince her to cash the ticket and maybe, you know, fork over some of that $100 million to the woman, to the girl who sold her that because she's so desperate to get out of poverty. She wants a better life for herself. Um, she looks around at people who she thinks has more than her, and that's kind of the whole purpose of the book is what really makes us happy is not the money. The the characters in the book who we think or Rico thinks has it all, you know, they're popular and um, make great grades and national merit scholars and their daddies own huge businesses. They really don't live a life that Rico imagines, and um, it puts into contrast this idea that money will, you know, give us everything we want, um, but it doesn't, and it's real, and I appreciate that. So here is another thing that Nick does that's awesome in this book is that every so often she'll write from the point of view of an inanimate object um, and just kind of throws a wrench in the perspective. So here is one of those um, inanimate objects. So this is a word from Bo Wilcott's former taxi. Impound lots are pretty depressing, but I never, I ain't never seen nothing sadder than good old Bo the day he removed all his stuff from inside me. He was sobbing like a baby. If you ask me, it's nothing short of a travesty that they fired the fellow. Lotto jackpot was 212 million buckaroos. Of course the guy couldn't resist stopping to buy a lotto ticket. Gambling on the clock. That's measly wage they paid was hardly enough for him and his family to scrape by. What the hell did they expect? I sure do miss him in our adventures. The last lady we drove was sweet as pie, too. There's still one of those little light bulbs from her sweater sitting on my back seat. She bought a lotto ticket, too, and nobody gave her any flack for it. People always talk about how badly blacks have it in this country, but both skin's the same color as most CEOs, and he sure ain't getting no legs up. Poor guy. I know I ain't been cranked in a while, so I'm getting a little rusty, but I still think it's downright shameful the way working-class folks get treated around here. So that little tidbit, she writes from these inanimate objects, and it throws that social commentary into the book, and I really hope that when students read it, they, they catch on to what Nick's trying to say um, about our social construct, our economy, our one-percenters. You know, what are we doing to help each other? Um, in this, in this um, world where money rules everything. Um, but 
let's get to this voice of Rico that I love so much. So <clears throat> Rico thinks that, you know, she's not worthy to have friends. Her life is too difficult. And um, she actually lives right next door in the apartment buildings that she thinks are crappy to a girl who um, she that appears to have it all. She never questions why Jessica lives in the same apartments that she feels like is not worthy. Um, she never questions that Jessica doesn't have it all. But um, she and Jessica end up becoming somewhat friends, and she starts to realize that, oh, maybe, you know, I shouldn't be judging other people. So here's a scene where Jessica kind of, like, tells her, dude, you're cool. Why are you, you know, not being friends? So um, Jessica laughs. Are you always this funny? Not sure I'm the right person to ask. Now she's smiling at me, too which makes me feel very warm and also confused. As I feel the corners of my own mouth lift, I look away. I totally see why Macklin's into you, she says. And then we're off. I expect the silence in the car to be heavy, but it's not. There's something disarming about Jessica Barlow, which catches me off guard considering she's the most prototypical, hyper-popular high school homecoming queen, literally. And now my wheels are spinning as fast as the ones on her car because why am I here? In the car of a girl I clearly know very little about going who the hell knows where. Just like Macklin, she didn't even ask me to come with her. She beckoned, though she did say please at least. And I went with it. It's because she's pretty and popular and rich looking? Is it because she's white? I'll admit I'm increasingly curious about her the more we interact. And fine, flattered she wanted me to join her. But, like, what am I actually doing here? I don't know how to navigate any of this. She sticks a cord attached to the face of her radio into her phone and then holds up the phone to her face. Migos, Rihanna, Old School Instinct, or the Hamilton soundtrack? Mmm, you pick. She taps the screen and we hang a left out of the complex as Justin Timberlake says, Dirty Pop, and then my head is bobbing. I love this song, I say. God, yes, Timberlake's old now, but I'd totally have his babies if he weren't so bent on having, if I weren't so bent on having Nessas. Can you grab the wheel for a sec? I do, and she reaches over, in, in, reaches over into her purse and pulls out a shower cap? Once she's got all of her luscious blonde hair tucked into it, she rolls her window down and then reaches across to me to pull a pack of marble menthol cigarettes. I recognize the box from restocking them at Gas and Go, out of the glove compartment. You smoke? she asks. I shake my head. Mind if I do? No. It's her car, isn't it? I don't do it often because Ness won't touch me if he can smell it, but after these fights with my mom, I, like, need the buzz, you know? I don't, but I nod anyway. This is an almost out-of-body experience. And so, it's so funny how Rico just comes to see people as real, and I think that we all want to do that. Um, in a sense, you know, to make friends. She, she comes to realize that, you know, this is so normal for everybody else and she needs to allow herself to, to open up a little bit and break down her walls. But it's so funny, that voice, that inner monologue of Rico is so what I imagine Nick Stone to be saying all the time just from my interactions with her. So, if you want a thrilling ride and adventure, um, seeking out the little old lady with the lottery ticket and falling in love along the way, check out Jackpot by Nick Stone.